Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A, a BJJ, BJJ Marriage. Marriage, where we talk about our lives as a married jujitsu couple. dog hair everywhere all the time oh wow hello everyone hello welcome to episode 52 52 cheers cheers with our mugs and anyone who bought mugs from us from the last week we appreciate you thanks for the support yes thanks very much i think they turned out super cool and super nice so if you want one let us know and i really want sweatpants (laughs) i'm gonna look into making you some Sweatpants. Like, I really want sweatpants. <laughs> I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but I didn't know we were actually going to make merch, and then we got the coffee mugs, and I was like, oh my god, these look really cool. Okay, I want sweatpants now. <laughs> okay. And then he was like, how much would you spend on a pair of sweatpants in the store? And I was like, I don't know, not more than like 40 bucks. And he was like, okay, let's look at it. <laughs> I could make that happen. So, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> 52. We've done 52 of these things now. That's insane. Yes. That's over 52 hours of content. Yes, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I think our first episode, our first couple, were probably a little shorter, though, because we didn't really know what we were going to be doing. Like, I think the first one was, like, yeah. 29 minutes. Yeah, we were all nervous, and we were like, oh, yeah. well, uh, my name's Nick, and this is Brittany, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and we're at Fluid, and there was so much space and background noise and fish tanks and lights and fans and air conditioning, and it was ridiculous, so we Learned a lot in 52 episodes of podcasting, but yeah, I think only, we have. We've only skipped three weeks in wow. the year, so technically we'd be on episode like 55 if we didn't, but well, damn, wild. we suck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's three weeks, I tell you, <laughs> but anyway, how was your week? Well, <laughs> my weekly review would say I had a near perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> Except for my health. Yep. <laughs> because my hip hurts. But... Had a fantastic week. I uh, had my first pancreation fight this weekend, which is what this episode's going to be all about. Um, everything leading up to that and everything that happened throughout the day. Because mm-hmm. it was a super fun day, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. But besides that, week was fun because, um, well, I was gearing up for the fight, so I was doing lots of just flowing and playing around with technique. I couldn't stop shadow boxing around the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd think about the fight. I'd be at my computer, like, you know, doing whatever I do. And then I'd, like, just get up and start shadow boxing around the house. Like, okay. <laughs> I got to fight through these nerves. You were pacing around a lot. Yeah, I was. You don't really pace that much either. So I knew it was getting to you. Uh-huh. Um, but training was fun. Also, we both taught a class mm-hmm. this week. Yep. I taught a class about how to defend takedowns, which was also effective. In pancreation. <laughs> but um, what did you teach class on? I taught mount escapes. We, Ooh. Yeah. I ended up subbing for the women's only class. And that was on Tuesday. And I kind of led it with a question answer type of format because it's a bunch of newer females in the class who I figure were getting stuck in pretty common positions that most new people do get stuck in. So I left it open and asked them, like, where, where are you guys getting stuck? Is there a sweep you're trying to do? Is there a submission you're trying to get? Like, let's let's talk about it. And almost all of them are in agreement that being under mount sucks. And I'm like, yes. So let's work <laughs> on that. <laughs> and especially being a female, like, you are, for the most part, probably smaller than just about all of your training partners. So when you are mm-hmm. stuck in someone's bottom mount or someone's bottom side control, it does suck. And you just have to learn to be more finesse about it. Yeah. You can't like expect your strength to pull you through it. So right. we worked on a lot of key details. And it was really cool because I know specifically Susie. So shout out Susie. She uh, she used it in her live rolling a couple of the techniques. And she came up to me and she was so excited. And she's like, I did it. I did that thing. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. That's, that's one of the best feelings mm-hmm. as a coach. Which we'll talk about also because I coached three kids in pancreation. And the specific things. We. Yes. Excuse you. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. But I have specific pancreation training sessions with them. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh. But yeah, teaching the women's class was fun. I had a good time with it. Yeah. I think that getting out of mount is better than getting out of side control. Because yeah. when you escape mount, you have 
there are opportunities for you to submit your opponent, yep. like with leg attacks. Mm-hmm. With side control, there's I think less opportunity to um, put your opponent on defense. It's more just putting yourself into a better position. Right. And people that are good at side control, I would say, are better at holding side control than people that are good at mount. Yep. Which I is agree. weird. Well, I remember for a long time I didn't like being in mount because I didn't know what to do from there, and mm-hmm. I felt like I kept losing it, and then I would end up on bottom, like bottom guard, because they yeah. would sweep me, and I'm like. This is stupid. I don't like this position. Now I use a different type of mount, but uh, I love being a mount. If you didn't know, I do know. <laughs> I like triple threat though. That's that's my favorite spot to be. Yep. But yeah, so we went over some mount escapes, and I thought that we would get into a little bit more. Like I was really hoping we could do a half hour question answer, and that it would be more like, oh, well, I do want to work on this submission because I wanted to see how my articulation would have been with a couple of those things. Yep. But they were all really loving the mount escapes. So I think I showed four or five different ones. Oh, great. Yeah. So it ended up working out really well. And then I was thinking about it the whole time, and I was like, wow, I know this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do this on a daily basis. That's kind of crazy. Do you know how many times we tried to teach the kids mount escapes? It just did not work. No. <laughs> the kids are funny, though, because you show them, like, the most simple thing ever, and they're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you say, hey, do that thing we taught you. And they're mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It gets a little wild. But anyway, so we and then Utah on Friday. We mm-hmm. had a good week. We still went every day this week. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a bunch of good training in. Yes. And yeah, we were basically just trying to, well, he was trying to conserve his energy for right. Saturday's pancreation at Primal. So shout out Primal. Mm-hmm. Thank you for putting on an awesome event because yes. I was even, we were watching the videos back this morning of all the fights that happened yesterday. And I was very highly impressed with how, I don't even know what the right word is. It was just very well organized. Yeah, it was as smooth as possible. Yeah. like From there, what we experienced. Right. And we didn't, we weren't there the entire day. So maybe some things went wrong. Maybe some things that no one noticed went wrong. But like on our perspective, like everything went very smooth, very quick, just on time and on plan. And the whole event was just very cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was super fun. There was great energy all around. Um, I didn't witness anybody being like any disrespectful at all, which mm-hmm. is always good to see. Yep. All the coaches were great, and all the fighters were out there putting out the work that they put in. So mm-hmm. it was fantastic to see. I guess that they just almost like exceeded my expectations because when you think about just like a little local tournament in your city, you don't really think about it being that intense. I guess. Like I really just kind of expected it to be. Almost like Naga, where like Naga's good, but there's so, there's some hiccups every once in a while, and it can go a little unplanned, and things mm-hmm. sometimes you can't find your competitors, or like maybe your mat runner sucks and <laughs> stuff like that. Like I just I kind of expected yeah. it to just be like run like a Naga tournament. Yeah, see your episode about me being a Fuji ref. Yeah, I'm not trying to like <laughs> dig on Naga at all. We'll still compete at their tournaments and stuff, but it's not as well run as Grappling Industries, in my opinion. So. Uh, but but basically that's all I was trying to get to is that I expected it to be a little bit like less polished. Yeah, and I just feel like everything went so well, which was very cool. Like the cage was set up really well. They even had a TV that was overlooking the cage, so if you couldn't get a good view with a lot of people there, you could watch the TV mm-hmm. in the sidelines. And there was volunteers everywhere, like people who were getting someone ready. There was a walkout ring area, and then there was people... There was like, a warm-up area. Yeah, there was a warm-up area. There was people wrapping people up, and there was... Like, they even had blue tape versus red tape for the shin guards and uh, gloves, which was cool to keep track of what corner you're on. It was just... It was very well set up. I yeah. really enjoyed it. So I think part of their success is you could really tell the passion they have for the event and putting on the event. Uh-huh. And I think Primal has a good culture. And they all help each other out there. So mm-hmm. the owners, um, Scott and Ben, did a really good job and do a good job at having their people just be there, be part of it, and want, everybody want the same goal, which is part of what a good culture has Yes. in general. And that's what you should be looking for. When you're, if you're gym going and, in between gyms. And in your job. Yeah. That's what a good culture is like in your workplace. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's part of my other career. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of like the biggest thing I think about for the jujitsu community is being able to find out where you fit in and what gym works best for you. And that's why like 
we always joke about it that we're not even allowed to leave fluid because our dad runs it. Like we're just we're not allowed. We can go visit other gyms, but we're never allowed to leave fluid. And we just we joke about it all the time. But it's we wouldn't even want to. Like there's yeah. just no reason to ever want to leave. Like it, you just you find the culture, you find your people, and then you just kind of stick with it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going in between gyms and you don't know what to look for, just keep searching until you find that place that you just feel like you can call home. Yeah, and I feel like one number one key of staying at any gym is making sure that when you're rolling or training that you can have fun Yeah. when you're doing it. Yes, for sure. And something that I really appreciated this week too, especially, is everyone is so willing to work with you and go at your level or go much harder if you want it to. Like there's going to be the people there that if you need to go like super hard for competition, you know to ask like specific people and not go against like the brand new white <laughs> hey, go Olympic mode on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, babies. Uh, but then like, this week, I have I fell pretty hard last week when we were snowboarding, and I hit my tailbone really hard, and so it's been kind of bruised all week, and so I haven't been playing in my guard very much, and so I kept telling people throughout the week, I'm like, hey, are you okay with just blowing? Because you have to say that to people, otherwise they might go a little harder, and everyone was just like, oh yeah, for sure, and I, I still got some really good training in, even though I couldn't really be on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I just think it's it's very cool. Find your crowd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But so, yeah, we've been helping. Let's talk about the kids first. We've been yes. talking about training the kids for probably months at this point now. Like we've been working with them in not only just like the kids classes or pulling them aside in classes and giving them individualized attention. But Nick's also been doing private lessons with them. Mm-hmm. So lots when do you of pancreation private lessons. Yeah. So in the beginning, um, well, your kickboxing class has been going for like two years now. Yeah. Which is fantastic, mm-hmm. and it's growing so longer, which is crazy. Yeah, about two years. The kids have been do- having a specified kids kickboxing class, and we've been just bringing in what we learned from Muay Thai into the kids class. Mm-hmm. And so, Gabe, thank you. Yes, I was actually thinking about that last night. That like our the kids that we train, that we work with, that we uh, do kickboxing and Muay Thai with. I was like, they're just mini Gabe's, and I hope he, I hope he realizes that. <laughs> Yeah, especially the way Alex was throwing those leg kicks yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, we start out with them having kids kickboxing. But then um, I was doing private lessons with Alex, getting him ready for jujitsu competitions. Mm-hmm. And Alex is, like, 11 years old. Yeah. He's a tiny little thing. He's 75 pounds. Yeah. But he's a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Alex and I were doing private lessons, and then... Um, Alex's dad brought in a couple other kids to do those private lessons, so that way they have the similar body style to be okay for mm-hmm. each other. So Alex and Lewis would come do private lessons for jujitsu, and that really helped them out with jujitsu competitions. Mm-hmm. They learned some good techniques, and they were able to remember them and execute those techniques, which is huge half the battle, yeah. <laughs> if not more important than just learning techniques, yep. uh, especially under stress. Anyways. But then this next, there was a pancreation event. Um, it was pancreation at Primal Two, that Alex, I think, and Lewis. Yep. Yeah, Alex and Lewis both had fought there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis won by armbar. Mm-hmm. No guillotine. I think it was guillotine. Lewis submitted his opponent, <laughs> and Alex got guillotined. Yes. So. Um, they already had some experience, and we had been working with them on putting their jiu-jitsu and their striking together. But that time, we unfortunately were out of town. Mm-hmm. So we weren't there to coach them. So we had been teaching them all this stuff, and then we kind of had to pawn off to another coaches, like, hey, can you help us out and be their corner? And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, they didn't do bad by any means, right. but they didn't both win. Um, But yeah, so this time we were able to coach them and then be there for them and yell at them. <laughs> The yeah. things that they needed to do. Right. But we also learned from their last pancreation event and what they what we need to work on. Yep. You can just watch from your videos. And that's why we always say when you compete, you should definitely record yourself so that mm-hmm. you can figure out where you messed up and how you can get better. Even if you won, like there's still things that you could work on. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the kids really went out there and executed what we've been working on. Yeah, it's cool. Because, you know, jujitsu and... Kids kickboxing classes, we were always kind of going over a whole bunch of techniques. But I know specifically in the private lessons that I've been doing with them, 
we worked on getting up from the bottom. So like when you're in side control or bottom mount or knee on belly or something like that, being able to get up and get back to striking, mm -hmm. which they both did. Alex and Marco both did that. Mm -hmm. They were able to get up from the bottom, with his, which is huge. Because people don't do that in jiu-jitsu very much. Like if they're on the bottom, they just try to advance their position. They typically don't get back to their feet to start another right. takedown. So it was really cool. They just like cool. get back to guard. Yeah. So it was really cool to watch those videos back today. And Nick was like screaming while we were watching it. And he was just like, we worked that. We did that. Oh yeah. my God. Like he just got up. And like their technical stand-ups were beautiful because they would even like put the hand out properly. Yes. It was just awesome. I had them work that like over and over. Yeah. Like, okay, hold them down. And now you get up. <laughs> it was also cool yesterday, like when the competition was going on, and you're like, you're talking to everyone because there's so much support there. And you're just, you're talking about how the competition went. And I just felt so humbled and proud and amazing as like a coach, because I was just like, oh my gosh, like Nick and I did that. Like we did that for them. Like how freaking cool is that? Like they're grappling. I'm not going to take all the credit for obviously, like that's definitely more on the Thaddeus part because he's the jujitsu coach, but. Yeah. And previously <clears throat> Miguel. Yeah. And coach Miguel definitely. But like, were there striking coaches? And I just think that that's really cool that they were able to implement the things that they've learned from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other thing that they did really well, or Alex did really well, was uh, blocking kicks mm -hmm. in general. And I'd have them do that kick for kick drill all the time. Yep. And he was able to just like block all the kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Which adds up. We all know that kids are a little indestructible. Like, they don't care if they go hard the day before a competition because they're probably not going to be sore the next day like an adult because they're better than us. <laughs> but uh, we kind of treated them like any other fight camp would where we worked with them and we worked them hard and made them sweat and made them work for probably the last, like, month. Like, every time they came to class, I knew that they would need a shower and a new change of clothes. Like, there was no way that they would walk out not sweating. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this week, we kind of took it easy on them. So last week, we had them do a couple shark tanks where we had them sit out there for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, and everyone would be rotating in and out while our competitors stayed out the entire time. And they were just doing stand-up drills. But then one thing that I liked last week was I went in for – it was a jujitsu class, not a kickboxing class. And I had asked Coach Thaddeus if he was okay with me taking the competitors off to the side and working with them one-on-one. -on -one. He's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go do your thing. So I took – uh, Lewis, Marco, and Alex, which is our three competitors from yesterday, took them to the side. And then Nick Bontempo and I both geared up. We got our gloves and our shin guards on. They got their gloves and shin guards on, and we mm -hmm. sparred them. So it was three kids against two adults, and we pretty much just all went at it. Like It, it was kind of crazy, but I was That's really awesome. trying to make them aware that they have to block kicks when they're coming. And even though they're not getting hit in the head, kicks can hurt. Oh, my God. They add up. Yes. Quickly. Yes. And getting hit in the ribs and the liver is also not fun because those are wide open for you. Yep. So Bontempo and I were definitely like hammering it down on them. We weren't really taking it that easy on them. Like I was 100% sweating after going around with all of them. And it was cute because for a minute they just thought that they were blocking. They didn't know that they could hit us back. So yeah. everything that we were doing, they were just blocking. And I was like, okay, you got to rush into me. Like, don't let me put you up against the cage. And they were just like, oh, wait, we can hit you. I'm like, yeah, you can hit me. And it was cool because I think that was actually, like, my first time, like, all geared up sparring with them. Not mm. just training them, not hitting, yeah. holding pads for them. Like, that was my first time, like, actually sparring with them. And you could tell that they were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Coach Brittany, no joke. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, wow, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, because they sparred me before. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they're just trying to chip away at a, a concrete golem that's coming at them. Yep. <laughs> But I also wanted them to feel what it was like to, when you get to the ground, how different it is to do jujitsu with gloves and shin guards on. Yeah. Like, if you've never tried MMA training, not even the punching, but we do it on the last Friday of the month where with no heat we'll get on MMA gloves and we'll, like, actually hit each other while we're rolling just to get that experience. Yeah, we should say no rash guards in the future. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it is so, so crazy different. Like, Michael, he was like, I'm not coming back to this class. <laughs> <laughs> he did yeah. not like it but it was funny because the first time we did it i got really uncomfortable because you got on top of me and you started hitting my ribs and not hard or anything yeah I was you, just touching. you definitely just showed me like this is open this is here like if i wanted to i could literally break a rib right this second and i was just like oh my god everything i know about jujitsu is gone right now yes like i don't know anything yeah it goes out the window yep 
And then the second time we did it, Ellie actually taught me that, like, if you can control the arms, you've pretty much protected yourself. Like, if you mm-hmm. control their arms and their and you hold their elbows tight to their side, like, they can't get any power shots on you. Mm-hmm. So then I've been trying that for the last couple of times. But this was Michael's first time. So he was me this first time. And he was just like, this is awful. I don't know anything. And Michael's yeah. very good. And yeah. so... <laughs> Uh, Michael's just like, oh my god, this was this was intense. This is crazy. I, I wasn't expecting this. And I was like, it's a whole different mindset. But when you're on the streets and someone's trying to attack you, you think they're just going to use jujitsu on you? Like, <laughs> Bro, bet you can't pass my guard. Right. Like, no, they're <laughs> going to try to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good experience to try to get yourself into. To try once in a while. Yeah. That's why we only do it one day a month. Yeah. It's fun. But anyway, so yeah, we yeah. worked with the kids. Alex went first. And Alex won by unanimous decision. Yeah, and it was a it was a, a fight that he, it was the same kid that he fought the first time. Yes, it was the kid that guillotined him. So now they're one and one, mm-hmm. and they might have a trilogy. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. But it was cool, because they were a very good, evenly styled match for each other, like same mm-hmm. size and same skill level and everything, and Alex... We thought he was going to guillotine him. He was super yeah, close. And we're like, he almost how... guillotined him back. Nick was like, how poetic would that have been if yeah. he could guillotine him today after getting guillotined the first time? One for one on guillotines. Right. But no, he he just dominated out there. He won all three rounds easily, like 10-9 each round for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was super cool. And he was very excited. His spirits were really up high after that. And mm-hmm. it was a cool day. Cool, cool thing to watch. And there's still stuff we can work on. Heck yeah. <laughs> so in our second fight of the day, which Alex was literally the first fight of yes. the day. Like not even the first fight for Fluid. I mean that too. But like yeah. the first fight of Pancration, which yep. was crazy. Fluid kicked it off. Yes. And then uh, Excuse me. Marco went second of the day. Like the second fight and the second for fluid to go. Yes. So it was kind of cool too. But Marco, oh, my whole heart was like dying inside because he was going against a former fluid member. Yes. His name is Leo. And, and he's a little beast. We love Leo. I love Leo. Like I had such a privilege to be able to work with Leo and train Leo yeah. once upon a time. And he's super sweet, but he's super technical. Yes. And he's got a great heart, and we love training with Leo. Yeah. But he just happened to be our opponent this time. So I was like, how am I supposed to root against a kid that I absolutely love? But it was all in it for Marco. I had to. Yeah, we were yeah rooting for our opponent. We were rooting for both, really, Mm because whenever there's a fight, it takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. So in order to have a good fight, you want him to have a good fight. Mm -hmm. But we were coaching Marco, and And we have been working with Marco on how to beat Leo. Yeah. And what a great match, too. And I think, I'm not trying to say Marco had the upper hand, but he definitely did have a little bit of an advantage because we have worked with Leo. We know what Leo's good at. We've watched Leo compete and fight under Fluid and under his current school. It's like a Colby Covington, Jorge Masuhal situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Leo, or Marco, we know Leo's good at arm bars, so let's focus on getting out of arm bars. And we know Leo has some good technical stand-up and all like we. So we, we need knew, to block the strikes. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than a famous fighter being able to watch another famous fighter's fight. But like at the same time, we didn't have that really with Lewis's opponent today or yep. yesterday. We didn't yep. know what Lewis's opponent was going to be like. So we worked with Marco a lot mm-hmm. on trying to get him ready for Leo's fight. And it seemed to work out because he won. Yes, Marco <laughs> won by split decision, which yeah. was, I think, is super fun when that happens because you know that they, both the fighters put it all out there. And, you know, one lost, they each lost a round. Um, so it's yeah. it's just, it's fun to watch. That's like good drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was three rounds, in case you were wondering. The, the match was three rounds, and the kids' matches were apparently only two minutes, which we yeah. just found out today. So. Yeah. They were two-minute rounds for three rounds, and so six minutes of fighting, which is really not that much. Oh, my gosh. But uh, You try being in there for six minutes. I mean, I'm sure it's tough. <laughs> but, like, we were training for, like, three or four-minute rounds. I knew there were two-minute rounds, but we you always want them to be ready for longer. Yeah. So that way two minutes is easy. That's true. But anyway, they went out there, and Marco was throwing some amazing combos. Yes. Like, holy crap. Yep. Kid is a freaking beast. Yeah, he was great on his feet. He was throwing uh, good power. Some of his punches were starting to get sloppy because he was... Gassed. 
No, he wasn't gassed. He was like seeing the finish. Okay. When Leo was like stumbling or falling over. Yeah. And Marco would rush in like, oh, like, you know how they do, but like mm-hmm. in, in MMA, you punch them in the face and they keep falling and get knocked right, out. Right, but you can't do that. You can't do that in pancreation. You can rush them and they get back to their feet a little bit and then they start trading again. But yeah, Marco was trying to rush in, which still worked for him, but he's that's when he starts to get sloppy. Yeah, but round one was definitely Leo and round two was definitely Marco. So round three was a toss. I thought it was the other way around. I think round one was Leo. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. I thought the round where Leo was in mount and on top was round two that Leo won. I don't remember. But they each had one and one. Yeah. And then uh, Marco was also working some specific drills that Nick had went over with him about getting up from being on bottom. Yes. I do really need to work. We learned with Marco that he needs to work on passing the guard when it's open. <laughs> there was plenty of times that the guard was wide open and Leo yeah. was not holding him down and he could have easily knee sliced or stood up. Or yeah, it was half open. guard and the half guard was open, but he just left his leg in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then being in bottom half guard too, he didn't close up a half guard. He just basically was like, Leo, pass my guard. Yeah. <laughs> but kids. Yes. There's a lot going on in their minds. Yes. Uh, so but yeah, yeah Marco a, did great. That was a and... fun one. Yeah, he pulled off the split decision. I think he won the split decision by throwing more strikes. Yeah, and just and having more action. Yes, yeah, and he never got tired. Mm-hmm. And you could see Leo, especially the third round, was tired. Yes, for sure. So then uh, the fourth fight of the day, because we didn't have anyone fighting in the third fight, we had our third kid, Lewis. And Lewis has been at Fluid for years and years and years, like since we've opened. So we know Lewis very well. Mm-hmm. He's a staple of the kids. He always, he's basically like the dad of all the kids because he's 12. So he's mm-hmm. a little bit older than everyone. He's got the best technique. And yes. he knows when to calm it down at Fluid. Mm-hmm. And I think that was actually his downfall yesterday was that he always has to calm his his uh, technique down at Fluid because he is most of the time bigger and better and stronger than everyone he goes against. And I don't think he was ready for his opponent to rush him the way that it happened. Yeah, somebody that's his size and has been training as much as he has and is able to bring that same power and technique. Yeah. So it started out in the first round and Lewis was ready. Like you could see. Yeah, Lewis took the center right away and he went forward and he was he had good combos to start. Yeah. But unfortunately, he got put up against the cage, and the his opponent, his name is Tyler, Tyler dropped down for a single leg, mm-hmm. and instead of defending the single leg like Lewis should have, he ended up turning off of the cage, which made Tyler be able to pull his leg out from under him, mm-hmm. and then he landed in a really good side control mount position and then took his arm home. Yeah, and put him in an arm bar like, <clears throat> immediately. Yep. And I don't know what was going through Lewis's head at that moment, because there was a chance to defend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't like it was just down and armbarred right away, but I think Lewis was just, again, a little shocked about the aggression that came out yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. But uh, just more to work on. And nope. he was definitely nope. upset, like any person is when they lose, because that's what happens, and it's yes. totally fine. But I've cried when I lost before. Same. Me too. <laughs> but I told him, like, you could tell he was trying to hold back tears, and I was like, Lewis, it's okay to cry. Like, you can cry about it. It's upsetting. I know it's upsetting, but Mm -hmm. I hope that you don't doubt yourself because you did the best that you possibly could when you were out there, and there's just more to work on for next time. And you won last time, so it's not like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's just, it was fun for him to, I think it was good for him to experience that type of loss Mm -hmm. because he is so good and he is so much better that I think it almost like humbled him down a little bit. Like, oh, wow. There's There's stuff I got to work on. There's people better than me. But like I said, I think it was just a downfall for him that because he's bigger, better, stronger, and taller than everyone. Uh, yeah, but he's not quite at the adult level either. Yeah. Where like Ian or me is just going to... Right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So that was the end of our kid tights. Uh, so we went two for three for the day yep. for our kids, which was awesome. Two so we one. didn't even yep. talk about us. Like we were, we were cornering all three of them the whole yes. time. Which was super cool. So we got to go like in the... Is it an octagon? Yeah, it's an octagon. Okay, I didn't it's know just it was a smaller an octagon. octagon. Yeah, so we went in the octagon. Every <laughs> it's a hexagon. Time. No, just well, it, it maybe I don't know. I didn't count the sides. <laughs> but we went in the octagon through after every round and brought a stool. Yep. <laughs> and a water. Yep. Rubbed their arms down. Told them what was happening and what they needed to do in this round to get them down. And that was a very 
cool and unique experience, I think, mm-hmm. to actually, like, be I remember the, the first time, because it was the first fight, and it was the first round, and then, like, the round ended, and I was like, come on, Brittany, and you're like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I had the stool, I was running, I was like, come on, and you're like, oh, the water. <laughs> and then we get in there, and we're like, uh, and I was like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex's like, oh, okay. And you're just, like, pouring water on his face. <laughs> <laughs> The water was super cold, so I was putting it on the back of their necks, too. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Because we didn't have any ice. But, yeah, it was super cool, and it also was, like, another fun and unique experience. And I was, I was thinking about it throughout the afternoon. I'm like, wow, like, I'm a real martial artist. Like, this is kind of insane. Like, not only do I do jujitsu and do Muay Thai, but, like, I compete in jujitsu and I coach the kids, and now I'm apparently teaching classes, and now I'm cornering people in a fight. Like, and I looked at, yeah. I looked at Desiree, and I was like, "Who am I? <laughs> what is this? My life three years ago was totally different." <laughs> yes, but this is any more fun now. Yeah, way I more eventful. It. But it's like it's so cool to be doing all these different parts of martial arts. Like, it's not even like I'm just going to jujitsu, rolling. Yeah, you're not just home. training. Yeah, like. Yeah. It just feels like there's so much more meaning to all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very cool feeling. Yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had fun bringing in the stool and helping them, talking them through yeah. uh, what to do for the next round or how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Asking if they need anything. Yeah. So anyway, kids' classes were over. We went out to lunch. Kids' classes. <laughs> kids' competitions. So we went out to lunch with the, with the kids, with the boys and their parents and... Uh, shout out to Marco's dad who ended up buying everyone lunch, which was super sweet of him. Mm-hmm. And he was—he apparently told Nick, he was like, if Marco wins, I buy lunch. If Marco loses, you buy lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, Marco, you got to win. We got to eat. <laughs> so that was cool. And then we just went and chilled for a little bit because Nick wasn't going on for a couple hours. So Yeah, it started, the fight started at two mm-hmm. and my fight was at like nine. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to stand there for seven hours. Yeah, so we left primal around three and we didn't have to be back there until like seven really Mm -hmm. so we just went and ate and then sat and we watched america's funniest home videos for some like light humor and then we watched uh the beginning of ufc 271 i think it was adesanya Mm -hmm. and whitaker yes but they obviously weren't on it was four o'clock in the afternoon yeah but we watched the early prelims yes which was fun Uh uh-huh and i feel like um my nerves when i was at pancreation weren't high when I was at home, like, chilling, not doing anything, my nerves got higher. Mm-hmm. When we started watching fighting again, mm-hmm. my nerves dispersed again. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what I know. Nope. <laughs> so, like, that's where we differ. <laughs> so, I wasn't nervous at all, all week. Like, people kept asking me all week. They're like, how are you feeling about Nick fighting on Saturday? And I was like, oh, I'm excited. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be super cool. And they're just like, you sure? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah? Like, what are, you, what are you worried about? Like, I was, I was totally fine. And... I was telling him even yesterday morning on our way to Primal for the kids, I was just like, I just, I don't know, I feel like because it was free registration, you didn't pay 80 or 100 bucks to register like you would a grappling tournament, and uh, it's not head strikes, so I think you're going to be fine. And he was just like, you know, this is like striking, right? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) you'll be fine. And so everything was just like, why is everyone freaking out? And then I realized around like 5 o'clock, my stomach just went absolutely ballistic and i couldn't focus and i started shaking and then we started getting there again so we left and we got back to primal and he was pacing around the house and i was just like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) i can't do this (laughs) and then everyone kept asking me like how you feeling how you feeling i'm like you need to stop asking me right now (laughs) i'm like if one more person asked me how i'm feeling i might hit you (laughs) oh yeah and i'll let you take it from there (laughs) how are you feeling I was, most of the week, I was, I would think about it, and I would feel that little pre-adrenaline rush, which was, it's always good, that makes me feel alive, Um, and I know to frame it in my head as excitement rather than nervousness, Mm -hmm. and I was definitely way more excited than I was nervous. That's good. Yeah, but I definitely had some nerves and some adrenaline, and yeah, throughout the day, um, that kind of wave going from nerves to excitedness it uh intensified but it was equalized also internally so i was able to measure that and i was just aware of it mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um yeah as the fight was coming on like like yeah the wave just like intensified yeah 
So I thought that it was really cool because we were there and it was Nick fighting and one of our very good friend Dave. He was fighting as well. And so He's been on the podcast? Yes. The amount of support that we got from our fluid family was almost overwhelming, but in the best way possible. Like not like yes. you were feeling smothered, but in just like a holy crap, I cannot believe you're here too. Like this is amazing. Like I remember when the kids were going on and I saw these people that were there that I was like, do you even know who these kids are? And it was it was just such a cool feeling because, I mean, we're the striking coaches and then you got Coach Miguel, Coach Thaddeus, and then like Steve helps out with the kids and, mm-hmm. and now apparently Devin's helping out with the kids. Yeah, your dad so, was there. Yeah, and like just I kind of figured that there would be some people there who would work with the kids. I didn't expect to see like Garrick was super cool. Caleb Tonto. Yeah, Caleb and Tonto showed like it was just all these people just kept showing up and I was like, this is amazing. Like yes. you guys don't even know who these children are and you're here and this is this is super cool. So then you can only imagine how many more showed up when it was Nick and Dave, like two stars of fluid that mm-hmm. were now there and like so many people showed up. I would say there's at least, at least like twenty fluid people. Probably there. more than that even. Yeah. Like, it was wild. I had so many handshakes and hugs. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, everywhere I looked, I just kept seeing more and more people. My mom showed up. <laughs> my dad was there at it was, the end. It was funny because I saw Brian from across the room. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to make eye contact with him. And then while I did that, I made eye contact with this girl. And she, like, smiled like she knew me. And I was oh. like, who is that? And I was like, oh, that's Rachel from Open Guard, the purple oh. from Open Guard. And she was, like, making eye contact with me and smiling. And I was like, oh, hi, I know you, too. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then it was cool because you're now, like, it's more than just fluid people. It's like, you know these people from Open Guard. And you know these mm-hmm. people from Primal. And you know these people from, like, anywhere around that it's it, – it's just such a cool community. I yes. cannot fathom enough how much love I felt in that room. Yes. Yeah. And um, thankfully, I wasn't fighting any open guard people. So I think that some of the open guard people were rooting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. Uh, I felt that energy in the octagon. For sure. Like. I believe it. Yeah. So we had a ton of support. Right. And Dave fought before I did. Mm-hmm. And he fought an open guard guy. Yeah. Which Tristan is a beast. Dave is a beast in his own right, too. And unfortunately, Dave got submitted in the first round. Yeah. Which was rough. But I came on right after that. And I was like, all right, well, you know, this is my time. I'm going to put my best out there. And um, I had this song that pumps me up a lot. It's called Shake the Ground by Mm -hmm. Kill the Noise. And I think it was a perfect walkout song. Yeah. It was also cool, too, because... He was the co-main event. And I, I put was. that in quotation marks, like co-main event, because I don't know. We were talking about it, and the last event of the evening was Open Guard versus Primal, which is yeah. like two of the biggest schools in Milwaukee. So it was it was meant to be that it was the last one, especially because the Open Guard person was the son of Dan and Lori LaPaz, the owners of Open Guard. Mm-hmm. So that was the main event of the evening. But then we were thinking, we're like, but you're Brent's son. So you were probably the co-main event for, like, a reason. It's quite possible. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't know how Primal organized their listing, but we thought right. that maybe that was part of it. Yeah, maybe because we were both purple belts, which is high ranking in jiu-jitsu. Really yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Nick was the co-main event, so we knew that he was, for one, the last one going for Fluid. Yep. And then also the second last event of the night. Yep. But yeah, I was, feeling, <laughs> I was feeling the energy. Uh, when I walked up into the cage, because the song is like, shake the fucking ground, mm-hmm. is what the song says, I wasn't going to sing it. I thought about it, like, and then I didn't sing it. Shake the ground. Shake yeah. the ground. And then Nick came in the cage, and he stomped, like, shaking Yeah, I stomped the on the ground. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got this. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the edge of the cage, just shaking, ready yeah, to throw she, up. <laughs> she's like, the ground is shaking me. <laughs> like, my best friend is there, and she's just literally holding me, like, telling me it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think my entrance was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. And I stepped in there, and I didn't feel any nerves. I was in the moment. I felt like, okay, I've trained a lot. Uh, I just need to execute what I've trained. Whatever happens, this is controlled chaos. I know that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can maybe have a plan, but that's going to go out the window immediately. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I want to compete. I know what to do from every position that I've been in in my life. So, here I am. My whole life has come to this moment. <laughs> How <laughs> and, uh, poetic. And let's let's execute. Right. And then, yeah, the fight started like 
very quickly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's time to fight, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, so, yeah. how did you feel when they said go? Like, did anything intensify or were you feeling the same or were you just... No, I was in the zone. Okay. You know how I get in the zone for competition? Uh-huh. I was in the zone for competition, but also with punching and kicking. Nice. So, if you've never seen me in a competition... Or, well, obviously you've never seen me before in a fight. <laughs> but right before my matches, like typically, like even now, I got a smile on my face. Like all the time I'm cheerful and in a positive demeanor and I bring good energy, right? But before any match, I flip a switch in my mental mode and uh, take a few deep breaths. And I go into this killer mentality where it's kill or be killed and put your best out there. This match means everything right now to you because this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. And she's seen that multiple times where she'll be talking to me. And then the next thing she says to me, she's like, okay, I should stop talking to him now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, my favorite story just happened. I probably even brought it up on this podcast. But when we were at the last competition in Chicago last month, he was getting ready to go on, and I saw this guy walking around without his shirt on, and he had a dragon tattoo that took up, like, his entire back, and I thought it was really cool looking. And Nick, I love dragons. Nick loves dragons. Our bathroom is dragons. And uh, I told him, I was like, Nick, look at this dragon tattoo. And he just, like, had his eyes closed, and he was like, mm-mm. Like, he just shook his head, like, absolutely not. Nothing is taking me out of this mentality right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm-mm. No, thank you. Yeah. I have to focus on this match right now. Mm-hmm. But so. uh, but yeah, when I stepped in the octagon, I was not worried at all. Uh, I was just like, all right, let's do this. I'm ready. And then he said, fight. And I just went in there and we started fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and it went in. It happened pretty quick. Like we, we were rewatching the videos today mm-hmm. and it looked like he kind of bum rushed you almost right away into the cage. Yeah. Which now my hip hurts. Quite a bit. <laughs> I think he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only damage I took, like real damage, where I still feel it today. But like, I went for just a teep to the belly, and he, he grabbed my it. leg and pushed me from the middle of the ring all the way to the corner. Yeah. And I landed right into the post, not even on the cage. I landed right into the post, right on my hip. Yeah. And then he tried to take me down, and well, he, I guess he did take me down, but I caught him in a guillotine immediately. While he was taking me down. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, <laughs> this guillotine. <laughs> I put so much energy into this guillotine and I was so close. And I heard him gurgling. I saw his neck posture being broken down. He was turning purple. He was turning purple. Oh my God. And one of my... And Josh Janice is up against the fence. He's turning purple! He's turning purple! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... And Josh Janice loves guillotines. Go to right. PJJ Fanatics, look up Josh Janice. You'll see his guillotines. Yeah, guillotine glossary. Also on uh, YouTube, yes. BJJ Globetrotters, Painless Guillotines. Josh Janice is the guillotine guy in yes. Wisconsin. And he was in my corner. Yeah. And we have specifically worked on guillotines multiple times, him mm-hmm. and I. And the things he was shouting to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like trying to put it in there. And I was so close. I could feel how close I was. But at the same time, this was the immediate beginning of the match. I was trying not to burn out my arms for the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he was like, yeah, well, if you did it right, you wouldn't be burning all your arms. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> but uh, Says the guillotine master over here. <laughs> right. So, But that was so close. And uh, that was very cool. But then after that. He postured up out of it. Yeah. Um, I ended up transitioning just to a full guard. Yep. And, and it turned into a jiu-jitsu match. Yeah. And then it turned into jiu-jitsu. And um, I moved my guard around a little bit, swept him. Got on top, landed a few strikes, and then he tried to, like, I tried to take his back. Yeah, that's what happened. And let me tell you, this is the first time I've ever grappled shirtless with another shirtless man. (laughs) And I could not believe how slippery it was. Like, I, if you know me, if you ever grapple with me, I'm going to take your back. That's my plan. I'm going to take your back and choke you out. And I could not hold on to him (laughs) like i don't know how else to say it (laughs) but like i was trying to hold on to him and he was like like a bar of soap like whoop 
<laughs> and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> how do I get this? And also with the gloves, like you can't grip the yeah. same way you can grip. Yep. Because I had like my wraps and the gloves were there. Yeah, so you should have seen him. He was definitely like holding positions that he doesn't normally do. Like easy positions that you're like, that's a transition to the back, like no problem. But instead he had like his leg on the inside of his leg so that he wouldn't roll over. And if he did, he could catch his hook or something. But like yeah. he couldn't take his back yes. because he just kept slipping. Yeah. And he he liked to go for knee bars. So I was defending the knee bars pretty well. And we ended up that first round in like a 50-50. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of like, both in 50-50 trying to punch each other because there was 10 seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then that round was over. Yep. And then my nerves spiked again because, honestly, I don't even think we talked about this, but when the round started, obviously, I'm very nervous. and very like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And then you got to the ground, and then I was like, okay, he's fine. Like, I was, <laughs> I was much better when you got to the oh, ground. Oh, he knows how to grapple. Yeah, I'm like, and it was funny because I was next to Anthony the whole time, and Anthony's like, watch your arm. And I was like, he's fine. <laughs> and then he's like, watch that leg. Watch this sweep. And I was like, he's fine. Like, I don't care if you got to the ground. That's fine. But then the round one was over, and then round two was turning. I'm like, oh, no. And I was like, he's just starting on his feet again. <laughs> I got so Jeez. nervous. Like, you have no faith in my striking, do no, you? No, I do. It's just not. I'm not used to it. And it just made me nervous. So then you guys started again, and then my hands started going everywhere again, too. And it just it was not a good time for me. And you were like, can someone else please record? I yeah. can't record. <laughs> I didn't do it at all. I gave it to Des right away. Oh, okay. Like, before the first round started, I was like, can you please record because my hands are shaking too much and I can't do it. And then, like, Dave asked me to record his and I was like, I can't. Like, I can't do it. You <laughs> don't even understand. Happen. Abra's like, I got it. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even understand how much I want to throw up right now. Like, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So what happened in round two? I think round two, I took the center stage again and started striking him and then... I think we tied up right away. Mm-hmm. And then I pushed him to the cage. And then he died for a knee bar. Yeah. Yeah. He likes his barambolos. <laughs> well, those aren't even barambolos. Those are like half Iminari rolls, half self-defense knee he bars. He likes being upside down. But so do you. Yes. I am very experienced in that position. <laughs> By the way, I like to imagine jujitsu is in space all the time. <laughs> so if you ever feel like, how the hell did he pull that off from where he was? I imagine when I'm on the bottom that I'm also on top. So... Try to wrap that around your brain and see if that changes your jujitsu at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, mountain guard are the same in space. Yep. You know, so like a full guard is you're just bottom mount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same thing with all the leg entanglements and all the different types of guards. Like X guard is just you have their leg controlled, but you're not on your butt. You're on your shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with 3D jiu-jitsu, and I know what's going where. And, uh, that's also why I'm comfortable, like, on the cage, because we don't have wall mats at Fluid, and I've never really practiced getting off of the wall much, but yeah. nobody can hold me on the wall because nobody can hold me on the floor. Well, you're also very slippery at that point. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> he, um, yeah, he died for a knee bar, and, you know, I would say that knee bar was the closest that he got to putting me in danger this fight. But uh, Josh gave me some sound advice mm-hmm. <laughs> where he was like, untangle his legs with your hands. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then because he had my leg triangled going for the knee bar. And then so I pulled the triangle apart and then I spun <laughs> to change the angle. And then um, I went for a straight ankle lock, which was very close. But even his damn toes were slippery. <laughs> and my armpit was also slippery. So his toes slipped <laughs> out of my slippery. armpit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that straight ankle did not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we scrambled, and I got back on top. And then I think I kind of just, like, mounted him and p- put in a few um, short strikes. Yeah. And, oh, I also went for my favorite position, which is the rear triangle. Mm-hmm. But he literally, like... Slipped out. Slipped out. <laughs> I felt like I birthed him. <laughs> just, like, easy. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I was in mount. I was in high mount. His, I had his head and his arm in, and I went to scoop and roll, but he literally just slipped right out. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I scrambled back to top again and put pressure on him and yeah. threw in a couple strikes. And, and then that round ended up being over. Yep. And then there's a third round. Then there was a third round. By How this did you point, feel? I was fine. <laughs> At this point, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's winning. <laughs> yeah, my nerves were not there anymore. Plus, it also was a little helpful for me because I was standing right behind the scorekeeper. And I could actually see on his paper that he had given Nick the first and second round with 10-9. And I was like, 
all right. <laughs> I was like, let's just oh, get really? this over with at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But anyways, so then it was third round. And I think he decided he didn't want to grapple anymore. And then I came out to the middle of the stage again. And I just kicked him right in the fucking leg. <laughs> and his leg buckled immediately. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then if he threw more leg kicks and more strikes. His combos were really cool on that third round. Yeah. And then he tried to pin me up against the cage. And I think I reversed it right away. Mm-hmm. And I went to drop for a double leg, but his legs were spread apart. <clears throat> so then I, um, I think I koaled his one leg. Like, I had both my legs... And my arms on a single leg, mm-hmm. and I just pulled him off the cage. Um, basically, the uh, Elio Gracie wall single leg defense yeah. that we learn, mm-hmm. like that basic jujitsu. I just pulled him right off the cage and put him right on the ground. Yep. And then he tried to come up a little bit, and I just pulled his ankles up out from under him. And then I think I worked on like passing his guard and punching him. Yeah. Again, it was just another kind of little jujitsu match in the third yeah. round. But the adult matches, I don't think we mentioned, were three minutes. Yes. So the kids were two minutes and the adults were three. So Nick was out there for nine minutes. Yeah. With a minute break in between. So 11 yeah. minutes of craziness. Yeah. I did get to mount a lot. <laughs> yeah. And if I were able to hit him in the face, it would have been very different. Yeah. Pretty sure it would have been TKO yeah. <laughs> from that point. Probably. But it's really hard to... Especially how slippery it was I, to hold the position and punch him. I feel like if face strikes were allowed, though, his game would have been different. Oh, yeah. I don't think absolutely. he would have went upside down if he had to do face punches. Yeah. Like, that, you don't go invert when you can get hit in the face. Right, because I could just stand there and drop yeah. on so the I face. Feel like, I feel like if it was head strikes allowed, that the game would have been different. It would have went oh, a absolutely. whole different way. But Yeah, and the striking would be different, too. Right. For sure. Yeah. But... There was no head strikes, and this is what we ended up with. Yeah. And it was still fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything else like that happened in the third round. I think I just got to mount, and there's yeah. Mark right here. I was trying to punch him. Oh, oh! in the third round when we were striking, he punched me in the face. Yeah, an accident. <laughs> he Rick stopped it and was like, no. <laughs> yeah. He also tried to go for a heel hook, mm-hmm. and I spun out of it right away, but my corner reminded the ref, no heel hooks. <laughs> that was just the rule set. Yeah. And the ref was like... Oh, hey, no heel hooks. <laughs> but I really think that, like, because they were both purple belts, and clearly they both knew what they were doing on the ground, I don't think the ref, the ref really was worried, came yeah. that much. But got to stick to the rule set. Yeah, you got to play the rule set. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So round went all the way to three minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick maintained top for the most part, outside of it being super slippery. <laughs> yeah, outside of the um, when I guillotined him and put him in my guard. That's the first guard I've had to use in three competitions, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way. That's good, though. <laughs> yes. Because I flat out, we were talking about it last night, that if you guys were not in that type of competition setting, I think you would be a perfect role for each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you're both newer purple belts, and you both have, like, roughly the same style with the inversions and yeah. the leg attacks and things like that. So I think that if you guys ever were to roll in the future, it would be a very fun and educational role for both of you. Yeah. Yes, but, Absolutely. So it went to decision, but Nick did win unanimously, so that was Woo-hoo! really cool. I think the whole room just, like, screamed. I felt the room shaking. Yeah. I shook the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it I felt so much love and support. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, there was a ton of energy there, and I just mm-hmm. was living in the moment, soaked it all in, just felt it, mm-hmm. and just lived it, mm-hmm. which is something I talk about in my daily mi- reminders all the time. Mm-hmm. It was nice that you gave me a shout out. Yeah, uh, there was a little after fight interview. Uh, of course, I shook I shook my opponent's hand, gave him a hug, and shook his coach's hand and said thank you and everything. And then, yeah, the interview was kind of fun. We'll probably post that on our page. <laughs> but the interview, I was like, you know, I wanted to see what striking was like, but my opponent didn't really want to. <laughs> but that's okay. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure those leg kicks did not feel good. Because I've been training those leg kicks for quite a while. And game was proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. For all the couple of kicks I threw, like my striking coach didn't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he was still proud of the striking that I did display. For sure. Which is cool. And I think I made all my coaches proud. I think Josh was proud of the guillotine even though I didn't finish it. <laughs> 
It was so close, though. He was purple. Yeah, he was, was gurgling. It was. If it was in the gym, it would have been a tap. But in a competition, you know, right. everyone want, would rather go out than tap in a competition. <laughs> Especially if you're a guillotine, you're not going to die. Yeah. I mean, most likely. I'll let go. Unless it's Josh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, so then he left the cage, and I ran up to him, and he was, of course, like, super slippery and all gross, but I didn't care. I jumped up on him, and he was yeah. just like, I'm all sweaty, and I was like, yeah. I don't care, and <laughs> that was really yeah. nice, but then it was fun because, like, obviously the energy was still there, and everyone was really excited, and flu people were freaking out, and then it was my, my one of the most memorable parts of the night for me was after all of that ended, like, my adrenaline is still up, I'm still shaking, like, even though he won, I was still like, oh my god, I can breathe again type of emotion, Yeah. and Justin and Steve and Garrick all came right up to me, and they were just, like, holding their heart, and they go, <gasps> and I was like, what? And they were like, that was so nerve-wracking, and I was like, you were nervous? And they were just like, oh, yeah, we just couldn't show you how nervous we were, and they were like, I couldn't breathe that whole time, and then Desiree, my best friend, she was like, I don't think I breathed the entire time you was fighting, and Oh I was my like, God. you guys. Nobody has faith in me. Come no, on. That's not even what it is. It's I know. Just I'm just kidding. Scary. But, like, it was funny because everyone's trying to be there for me the whole day, and they're, like, trying to tell me it's going to be okay, and everyone's like, it's not going to be bad. Like, don't be nervous. And then they all tell me afterwards, like, I was dying inside. I just couldn't show you that I was dying inside. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was so happy that it was over. And then people kept asking me before he went on. They were like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm nervous. But, like, I'm I'm just trying not to, like, project my nervousness out. So I'm trying to be, like, there and supportive. But I had to keep walking away from him because I needed to breathe. And <laughs> yeah. be around people. And yeah, there was one point where I was like, Jada, go find my wife. I need her right now. <laughs> And then I'm, like, talking to Des, and Jada's like, Nick needs you. I'm like, okay. I'm <laughs> I just going. want another hug. I'm going, I'm going. But then the funniest part, too, is Megan, Josh's girlfriend, she came up to me. And Megan was like, how are you so calm? And I was like, I, I had to be calm. What did you want me to do? Like, And she was like, if someone was swinging on Josh like that, I probably would have just went in and swung after him, too. <laughs> and I was like, that does not make me feel better. <laughs> but that was after uh, the fact, yeah. so. Yeah, and I hugged so many people. There were so many people there. I loved all the support. My mom was there. My dad, unfortunately, wasn't able to make it because it was his birthday and he was at a birthday dinner. So he made it afterwards to congratulate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my mom was there. Um, how did my mom, did she tell you how she was feeling at all? She was, she seemed fine. Honestly, I know how nervous your mom gets though, right. so I stayed far away from her. Oh, okay. Like I didn't, I didn't want to go near her. I love your mom. Like, don't. I'm trying not to say this in a mean way because seriously, Nick's mom and I have like the best relationship that any type of mother-in-law and daughter-in-law can have. And I just know, like, there was one competition that Nick did for jujitsu, like probably a year or two ago, and she was standing behind me, just like breathing heavy, and she was just like, "They better not be hurting my son." And I was just <laughs> like, "Mom, <laughs> they're not." And yeah. so I, I, and I, knew, I would do like guard passes and my mom would be like, what's he doing? Yeah. And she like wanted me to commentate everything. So I was just like, I'm not going to be around my mom tonight. Like I just, I need to go be around people who know what's going on so that they can yeah. keep me calm. And, <laughs> and it was cute too, because like throughout the fight, I was next to Anthony and he watches a lot of fights. Like he watches all the UFCs and he trains a lot with us. And uh, I was so quiet because my voice was so shaky and I would just be like, oh my God, watch the leg. And nothing would come out. And then Anthony would be like, watch the leg. And I'm like, thanks, Anthony. You got my back. Thanks. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the amount of support was just, like I said, overwhelming, but in the best way possible. Yeah. I think Josh was a great corner. He was very energetic. <laughs> and he brought me water and a stool. So thank you, Josh. <laughs> yes. But also Brent, Gabe, and Mike were in my corner. Yep. And they were giving me great advice. And I loved it. I loved I loved just feeling it from them. And I did really focus on their voices. And I heard a lot what they were saying while I was doing it. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know if you went like tunnel vision and you couldn't hear them. Nope. That's one thing I pride myself on um, when I'm competing is I don't tune out the rest of the world. Like, I do zone in like this competition. But I'm also aware enough to focus, okay, I need to listen to the ref. Yeah. I need to listen to my coaches. Yep. Except when the <laughs> when the fight ended... I didn't hear the buzzer. No one did. <laughs> Nobody heard the buzzer, but apparently the fight ended, and like we like thought the fight ended, but then we didn't hear the buzzer, and then I attacked him again, <laughs> and then and then somebody was like, "Oh my god, hit the buzzer!" and they tried to break me up. Yep. off of him because I st- still was trying to choke him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was funny. <clears throat> yeah, everyone was like, "Time, time, time!" <laughs> yeah, but I don't listen to time. I listen for the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I was very aware of what was going on while I was fighting. And like, I remember the guillotine. I remember the sweeps I did. I remember the moves I was working on. So all of that is going to help me get better for the next event or the next competition that I'm in. For sure. Yeah, I think that's something that because we have Fuji now in less than two weeks and we're not signed up, but we have a lot of teammates signed up for it. And, and we might go. We're definitely going to coach. We're definitely going to be there, but uh, we haven't decided if we're going to compete yet. I, I really want to, but no one's letting me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking about doing the super fight. Let me know in the comments if I should do the super fight. <laughs> so anyway, there's a competition coming up in less than two weeks now, and I think that that going off of the corner is we should really focus on that because we do that with the kids. But Fuji is going to be the first tournament for a lot of our fluid members right now. And I think that maybe what we should do is when we run our competition style matches, we should have a ref and then we should have two corners. And that way they listen to their corner. Like maybe you and I could be the corners and then Mike Coy be the ref or something. And then like Garrick needs to listen to my voice and Abra needs to listen to your voice or something. Mm -hmm. And that way uh, they're not listening to the other coach and doing (laughs) anti-coaching. Well, anti-coaching is a strategy. It is, but... (laughs) It's also good for people who have never competed before to get used to the sound of their corner's voice mm-hmm. and understand what's happening. That's true. So maybe we should work on that this week. Yeah. But what else from the fight? Um, yeah, after the fight, I just felt fantastic. I dropped a big plug to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So hopefully people will listen to this today. <laughs> um, it was a little bit more vloggy today, but... Yeah, that's okay. If this is their first one listening to, go and listen to some other ones. We've had some really cool guests on. We've talked a lot about, about a lot of cool subjects, and we'll have a lot more to talk about. Like, next week, we're actually going to be talking about our camp that we're going to be at again. Oh, yeah. Gentle Art Lifestyle Camp number three. Yes. Uh, fire and Water number yeah. two. Yeah. We're going to do ice baths. We're going to do Wim Hof breathing, but we're also going to do a shit ton of jujitsu. Yeah. And there's going to be a chili lunch. Yep. A chili Let's- buffet lunch. We are? Yeah. Oh, you mean like chili the food? Yes. Not eating outside chili? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That seems really dumb. Yeah. Again, hosted by our wonderful Josh Janice. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, I'm excited for that. What else is going on? Uh, we got Fuji the week after that. Yep, Fuji the week after that. In March, we have a couple tournaments coming up for kickboxing again. Mm-hmm. And then in April, we are going to Orlando for him to do IBJJF. So yep. we have a lot going on right now. Yeah, I mean, competing pans. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to choke out some motherfuckers. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild and crazy week, but it was super fun. It was so worth it. I, I really enjoyed like I said, just feeling all of the positive energy this week mm-hmm. and all the love and support and especially everything from you, all the things that you give me, like food oh. and love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want to do like one quick little shout out to that is we use our, our BJJ Marriage page on Facebook and Instagram for not only these podcasts and jujitsu related things, but I do cook a lot. Uh, we've done an episode on cooking and everything. And I'm not, like, a super big diet person. Like, I don't like eating salads and sandwiches all the time. But I do still love carbs. But I want it in, like, a good way. Not, like, Alfredos and mac and cheese and breads and everything like that. Like, I I incorporate a veggie, a protein, and a carb. carbs. Yep. In every single one of our meals. And so I do post about it a lot. And right now I'm doing a new thing that I'm really stoked about. And I'm picking a restaurant. And I buy... Or I pick a restaurant that has a lot of items on their menu, and a lot of them tend to be healthier. And then I'll pick like six of them, and then I'll mimic it. And I might not, I might not do their recipe, but I'll, I'll do it as my own recipe, and I'll just make it the way I want it. So like this past two weeks, I did Cheesecake Factory skinny licious menu items. It was so fucking good. I posted five different <laughs> ones on our page. If you're interested to see what I made, I did make a sixth one, but I'm not going to post it because I hated it, and I just don't feel like promoting something that I didn't like. Yep. But my target weight mm-hmm. for the fight was 175. I weighed 175. Yeah. Exactly. And then it's going to get more and more lean as we lean up to April. Like right now, we're still not like super portioning out our sizes. We're just not filling up our plate the way that we normally do. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I am using a lot of pastas right now still, which will probably switch to rice and couscous and uh, quinoa in the future. But as it gets closer and closer to IBJJF in the beginning week of April, it will be portioning down and being a little bit more healthy of meals. 
But I think this next week we're going to do P.F. Chang's, I think is my restaurant oh, of the yes. week. So lots of Asian food coming up. I love Asian Josh food. Josh and Megan are going to totally storm our house. I can see it. Oh, right before the camp, Friday night, we don't have to worry about dinner because um, we're doing having authentic Korean barbecue at Josh's house. Okay. By the way, <laughs> cool. I, I meant to tell you that. I've awesome. been trying to tell you that for weeks. Then I need to really do a light grocery shopping trip this week because we're doing fondue on Monday. Woo-hoo. And I have to go shopping for all that. Anyway, so I'm doing P.F. Chang's this week. So stay tuned for a bunch of really cool posts about some cool Asian food to do. Mm-hmm. And I am kind of probably sticking to more corporation type restaurants just because their menus tend to be bigger and there's more variety to pick from. Whereas if you pick more of a, a local chain. What's the Alshin sauce shop? Yeah, there's. Well, they have a lot of sandwiches. Yeah. You do them. Sandwiches for a whole week? That's a lot. That's a lot of sandwiches. I mean, we're going to have a lot of Asian food this week, but. <laughs> Anyway, we'll see. so yeah, I'm going to do P.F. Chang's this week. That's a shout out to Nick's sister, my sister-in-law, Jacqueline. So thanks for that. And if you mm-hmm. have any recommendations on restaurants or food or menu items or any type of dish that you like, send them to my way. I am always up for a challenge. That's why I'm doing this restaurant week thing because I want to make foods that I've never made before and feel healthy, happy, and full. I do dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do the dishes. It helps. But yeah, Nick needs to be 168 with the ghee on. Yeah. Uh, by April, and he's around one, he walks around 175, so we're going to try to get him down to 165 so we don't have to worry about that pound variance with the ghee on. Yeah. So we're going to be eating very lean for the next month and a half or so. Yep. But, but yeah. Lots going on. Yeah. If you came to the fight, thank you so much. I really loved your support. Um, there's too many people to name, mm-hmm. but all of my best people were there, so... I appreciate you guys so much. And even if you weren't and you're from Fluid, we did not forget about you. We know you were supporting from the sideline, like from your house, like Ellie specifically. We know that you guys were there in spirit. So we appreciate all of you more than Mm -hmm. we can even fathom. Yes. And uh, if you like these cups, they're for sale, 20 bucks. They're fun. BJJ marriage Mm -hmm. coffee cups. For sure. But yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, my love. You deserve it. That's a great win. And cheers to the future. Cheers. Woo. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week. And we Make will sure see you next time. Like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm.